2: and welcoming open mic, where comedians can get substantial mic time for the mere price of a spot of tea and crumpets. Comedians who remain after their initial sets are invited to perform feats of improvisation and ingenuity in the famous lightning round games, which are guaranteed to delight and entertain. Ah, thinking of these bright young comedians with so much potential and so many drug problems makes me as giddy as a schoolgirl. I haven't had so much fun and giggles since my non trinary youth at Bumble's Warning School in East Brackenshire, where I danced with Hugh Grant, helped Jason Statham steal an antique shotgun and took nude photos of Prince Harry, who I must mention was not named appropriately. Sign up in person for your own comedic adventures at 7.30pm or pre-sign with the host by sending a direct message via social media. If you can't make it out to that den of iniquity known as mutinyradio.fm listen in live from home or download the podcast on Apple iTunes under Friends of Mutiny. A smashing time will be had by all. Until next Saturday night at 8pm. Cheerio darlings.
4: They call it Stormy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. They call it Stormy Monday, but Tuesday's just as bad. And Thursday's also sad Yes, the eagle flies on Friday And Saturday I go out to play Eagle flies on Friday And Saturday I go out to play Sunday I go to church Then I kneel down and pray
5: Good morning, mutineers. You're tuned to Mutiny Radio. We're just kicking off the labor and love. This is The B talking to you on a Saturday morning from, as we do every Saturday, from 10 to 12, news, history, opinion, commentary of the important labor issues of the week. If one person gets a dollar they didn't work for, someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the table, a negotiating table, that is where you work, you're on the menu. and never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of laborer. And when I say labor, I mean you. Labor and Love Radio, where the labor meets the road. Good morning. It's a foggy, well, overcast clearing up now here in the Mission District. Um, Hope you have a good day planned. Hope you have a good day. Afternoon, of course, after this show's over. want to talk about um, well lots of stuff today let's let's get to it let's see what we're going to talk about actually radio labor uh, they're on a break until September 2nd but we're still going to play the um, the segment about gym and fitness employees okay that'll be a repeat but Sort of wakes you up to a whole class of people who are out there working and we just don't think of. I'm going to play some Green Day, American Idiot, and other labor songs. What's Bernie Sanders' welfare workplace democracy plan that could put unions in every workplace? LGBTQ workers are seeking equality 50 years after Stonewall. What's the effect of recent NLRB, Trump NLRB ruling? Labor history in two minutes. August 24th, a new tool to put down labor about the great upheaval. And first airlines union i hear from francesca cheesecloth five mistakes that artists make play some play some songs by a band <clears throat> called rise against out of the punk rock scene in chicago um We'll do our labor beat. Why the Amazon fire is such a big threat to the whole planet? In other words, why is capitalism a threat to the whole planet? Because capitalism uses and kills it extracts, uses, then discards. It's burning down the Amazon rainforest. Okay, and then, of course, our labor beat. But first, let's start out. Let's start out with our credos. These are things that we, here at Labor and Love Radio, we, I don't want to say we take them for granted. Well, Let's see. Credos. So you're just not that into politics, right? So you're worried about the immigrant situation? Hmm. So you don't understand about rape and anti-abortion? Okay, wake up, look around. This is Utah Phillips talking about The movement against child labor. Kids don't have a little brother working in the coal mine. They don't have a little sister coughing her lungs out in the looms of the big mill towns of the Northeast. Why? Because we organized, we broke the back of the sweatshops in this country, we have child labor laws. Those were not benevolent gifts from enlightened management. They were fought for. They were bled for. They were died for by working people, by people like us. Kids ought to know that. That's why I sing these songs. That's why I tell these stories, damn it. No root, no fruit. That's Utah Phillips. And I think we can put some music behind us here.
6: Okay.
5: Nora Jones backing us up. How about this one? When the penalty for aborting after rape is more severe than the penalty for rape, that's when you know it's a war on women. There are states now where they want to give the death penalty to women who have abortions. If you don't have control of your own body, you're a slave. As a slave society then? Oh, and what about the immigrant problem? What do you think about that? Can I tell you a secret? I don't even care if there are undocumented immigrants in this country. Without Social Security numbers, they aren't privy to the welfare people claim they get. The vast majority of them are normal people trying to live a better life. This whole wall, deport the illegals bullshit, is just the 1% convincing the working poor to blame a subset of the working poor for the fact that they're all poor. Instead of realizing the reason they are all poor is due to vast income inequality, and resource price inflation in combination with wage stagflation. Hello? You're poor. You don't you're not making enough money because your boss is not paying you enough money. Please use your brains. The existence of another poor person is not why you're poor. It's because the people who control everything refuse to increase your wages. Okay, this is, we have to look beyond, you know, these issues, these phony issues, like a crisis at the border, and realize that what's happening is the working class is being divided again. Mr. Trump is putting white workers against people of color, workers of color. Like a flower. That's what's happening. So, you're just not that into politics. I was used to running into people at parties and stuff or discussions. Look, I'm just not that into politics. Can we not talk about it? No, it's not that. I'm just not into politics. So, you're just not that into politics. Well, your boss is. Your landlord is. Your insurance company is. And every day they lose their polit- they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent and deny you coverage. Let me read that again. And every day they use their political power to keep your pay low, raise your rent, and deny you coverage. It's time to get into politics. Hello? It's time to get into politics. Here's a woman's point of view from uh, Denise Cooper. So let me see if I got this right. I'm not allowed to get an abortion because I didn't realize I was pregnant till six weeks. I'm not allowed to get my tubes tied to prevent any more pregnancies because once again it's somebody else's rules of what I do with my body. Cut funding to Planned Parenthood, so now I can no longer get the cheap birth control to prevent a pregnancy. Not all insurance covers birth control. Cut funding to CHIP, WIC, and food assistance, making it harder for single mothers to take care of the child they were forced to have. I think I got it. Government can't tell you what guns you can own, because that's violating your rights as an American citizen. But it's totally okay for them to tell me what I can and can't do with my own body. Because my rights aren't being violated? Like <laughs> or because my rights as a whim, woman Waiting just aren't as important? Like a here, here. In a dark room. I think we got one more. These are our credos here at Wait, Labor and Love Radio. This is what we believe in. Pity the Nation, by Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Pity the nation whose people are asleep and whose shepherds mislead them. Pity the nation whose leaders are liars, whose sages are silenced, and whose bigots haunt the airwaves. Pity the nation that raises not its voice except to praise conquerors. And acclaim the bully as hero. And aims to rue the world by force and by torture. Pity the nation that knows no other language but its own. And no other culture but its own. Pity the nation whose breath is money. And sleeps the sleep of the too well fed. Pity the nation, oh pity the people who allow their rights to erode and their freedoms to be washed away. My country, tears of thee. Sweet land home. of liberty. My okay. That was uh, Lawrence Ferlinghetti, the last one. The glass is waiting. So you're just not that into politics.
0: All right, let's see what we got here.
7: Take
8: a look.
5: What's Bernie Sanders' program for labor? This is something we have to pay really close attention to. Amid all the jockeying for position, among the democratic hopefuls we need to be very careful about seeing who honors labor who's talking about labor and the labor movement and freeing the workplace and raising wages and giving workers a bigger chunk of the wealth that they produce Bernie Sanders' plan could put a union in every workplace. Bernie Sanders released his workplace democracy plan on Wednesday. This is portside. His campaign labor platform makes the strongest of any of the candidates so far that he would be union's best ally in the White House in generations. At a time when the Democrats' official labor law reform proposal, the Protecting the Right to Organize, PRO Act, which would essentially overturn the Anti-Union Taft-Hartley Act, the race to the left for labor support in the primaries demands bolder policies. Bernie Sanders does not disappoint. Let's see. just want to take a look at the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. Of course, uh, the Taft-Hartley Law severely curtails the rights of unions in the workplace and in the public arena. The Protect the Right to Organize Act, PRO, introduced by Senator Murray and Representative Scott, is an important piece of legislation. One, stronger and swifter remedies when employers interfere with workers' rights. Two, more freedom to organize without employer interference. Three, winning first contract agreements when workers organize and protecting fair share agreements. Winning first contract agreements Protecting strikes and other protest activity. Organizing and bargaining rights for more workers. The PRO Act, it's called. Protect the right to to organize. Okay. The PRO Act. What else does Bernie have to say? Where Sanders' labor platform is most exciting is in its proposal for new workers' rights and forms of union representation that transcend the National Labor Relations Board framework of enterprise-based contract bargaining. One is a just-cause legal standard of employment, which would mean that non managerial workers, whether they were represented by a union or not, could only be fired for a legitimate, serious work performance reason. This has been a cause people have long championed. It would open new pathways to organizing. Bernie Sanders is the third candidate so far to embrace this reform. After Bill de Blasio and Jay Inslee but he's the first leading contender to do so. The best proposal in Sanders' platform is what he refers to as sectoral collective bargaining, but others in the academic and think tank would have been calling wage boards. He proposes to work with trade unions to construct new industrial standards boards. With representatives for the employers, workers, and possibly that nebulous concept, the public, that could send minimum standards for wages, benefits, and hours across entire sectors of the economy. Check it out. It's on Portside, entitled Bernie Sanders' Plan Could Put a Union in Every Workplace. play some music, Gil Scott-Heron and the Needle's Eye.
9: A circle spinning faster, and getting larger all the time, a whirlpool spell disaster, All the people who don't rhyme Him who don't fit through the needle's eye killing, seems the whole world must be dying, all the children who go hungry, how much food we could be buying. Behind People wake up every morning And simply push their lives aside They seem to carry all their feelings Crushed and crumbled didn't want to answer me god the whole world must be blind him who don't
0: fun tonight Bob we love you. I'd like to introduce three brilliant young women making a great contribution to this generation of music the great songwriter performers please make welcome Sean Colvin Mary Chapin Carpenter and Roseanne Cash.
7: i so t-
10: campesina para tu consumo, frente de frío en el medio del verano, el amor en los tiempos del cólera, mi hermano, el sol que nace y el día que muere, con los mejores atardeceres, soy el desarrollo en carne viva, un discurso político sin saliva, las caras más bonitas que he conocido, soy la fotografía de un desaparecido, la sangre dentro de tus venas, soy Comprar el...
8: Okay,
5: that was Calle Trece and uh, Calle Trece was singing all about Latino America. Tu no puedes comprar, you cannot buy the wind, you cannot buy the sun, you cannot buy the rain, you cannot buy my happiness or you cannot buy my pain. Basically a song that reminds me of a movie called Hasta la Lluvia um, with uh, Bernal about a film company that goes to a Latin American country, a jungle country, to make a film about the arrival of Columbus. But at the same time, there's a massive strike going on against this... Uh, European American Water Company that wants to buy up all the rain and they make it against the law to collect rainwater. So this song is kind of a response to that. Uh, You can't buy the rain. (laughs) All right, let's take a look now. At uh, the prize winning um, documentary, The People Speak. We're talking about uh, the rise of socialism and the coming of the New Deal. Um, let's
10: see here. Embriagado con peyote, un trago de pulque para cantar con los coyotes todo lo que necesito. Tengo a mis pulmones respirando azul clarito, la altura que sofoca soy las muelas de mi boca, mascando coca, el otoño con sus hojas desmayadas, los versos
11: escritos bajo la noche is that when Franklin Roosevelt was elected, the New Deal came into being and saved the country from total collapse. In fact, Roosevelt's New Deal did take bold steps to alleviate the situation through Social Security.
5: Well, looks like we lost it. One second, please.
11: Schools, is that when Franklin Roosevelt was elected, the New we Deal don't... came into being and saved the country from total collapse. In fact, Roosevelt's New Deal did take bold steps to alleviate the situation through Social Security, unemployment insurance, hiring millions of people to do useful work and a minimum wage. But what is often overlooked in the history of this period is that Roosevelt was pushed and pressured into the New Deal reforms by a nation in rebellion. We must
7: stick together. We can't win this strike if we don't stick together.
11: There were strikes all over the country demanding change. As has happened again and again in a nation's history, the government was only moved to reform by the actions of organized citizens. Here, Janora Dollinger, Tells of her experience in one of these sit-down strikes.
12: When you worked in the factory in those days, no one cared what your name was. They were wage slaves. They used to say, once you pass the gates of General Motors, forget about the United States Constitution. Workers had no rights when they entered that plant. If a foreman didn't like the way you parted your hair, or whatever he didn't like about you, he could fire you. No recourse, no nothing. Combined with the bad conditions on the outside, poor living conditions, lack of proper food, lack of proper medical attention, everything else, the auto workers came to the conclusion that there was no way they could ever escape any of this injustice without joining a union. We held meetings in garages and basements, secret meetings so the people wouldn't get caught, beaten up, the workers were at the point where they had just had had enough. And they sat down. When the UAW leaders in the big Fisher Body Plant 1 heard about the sit-down in Fisher 2, they sat down also. That took real guts. And it took political leadership. The company decided that they had to break the strike. It was very cold. They turned off the heat in the building. Then the company police and the city police started shooting. Tear gas and bullets went over our heads into the crowds, which had come to watch. The police were using rifles, buckshot, firebombs, tear gas canisters. It was a shock to a lot of people. Workers overturned police cars to make barricades. They ran to pick up the firebombs thrown at them and hurl them back at the police. The men wanted me to get out of the way. You know, the old protect the women and children business. I told them, get away from me. The lights went on in my head. I thought, I have never used a loudspeaker to address a large crowd of people, but I've got to tell them there are women down here. I called to them, cowards, cowards shooting into the bellies of unarmed men and firing at the mothers of children. And then everything became quiet. I thought, the women can break this up. So I appealed to the women in the crowd. Break through those police lines and come down here and stand beside your husbands and your brothers and your uncles and your sweethearts. I could barely see one woman struggling to come forward. A cop had grabbed her by the back of her coat. She just pulled out of that coat and she started walking down to the battle zone. As soon as that happened, there were other women and men who followed. That was the end of the battle. When those spectators came into the center and the police retreated, it was a big roar of victory
11: In addition to strikes, there were tenants movements and unemployed councils. Here, Rose Chernin describes organizing her neighborhood.
13: We wanted unemployment insurance. We wanted home relief, hot meals for children in schools and housing for the destitute people living in the city dumps. In that time, who heard of the eight hour day? Even the idea of a union was, in this time, a new concept in the world. No one expected decent wages. The others with the privilege were born up there. But we were on the bottom. To us, the idea that we had the right to strike was something hard to even imagine. So what could be done about all this? We began to organize. We formed unemployed councils they were spontaneous people's organizations we would open an office in the middle of a neighborhood we organized around our basic needs the women were organized to monitor the prices of food all the time we picketed with the sign don't patronize this grocery they're charging too much for bread nobody would cross our picket lines by that time Our workers were everywhere, leading demonstrations, circulating petitions, speaking on the street corners, so we would go into the building, introduce ourselves, and ask the people to organize. We promised that we would fight the evictions and help to take care of the people who were thrown out. I would address the crowd gathered in the street below, people, fellow workers, we are the wives of unemployed men and the police are evicting us. Today we are being evicted. Tomorrow it will be you. We have no jobs. We can't afford food. Our rents are too high. The marshal has brought the police to carry out our furniture. Are you going to let it happen? As soon as they were gone, the people standing around would pick up the furniture and carry it right back into the building. We'd break the lock, put back the furniture, install a new lock, and the landlord would have to go through the whole procedure another time. Within two years, we had rent control in the Bronx.
11: (laughs) The end of child labor, the eight-hour day, the right to organize, these were radical ideas in their time. In our time, socialism has remained a radical idea. Eugene Debs, Put forth his socialist vision in these words I am opposing a social order
0: in which it is possible for one man who does absolutely nothing that is useful to amass a fortune of hundreds of millions of dollars, while millions of men and women who work all the days of their lives secure barely enough for a wretched existence. This order of things cannot always endure. I have registered my protest against it. I recognize the feebleness of my effort, but fortunately, I am not alone. There are multiplied thousands of others who, like myself, have come to realize that before we may truly enjoy the blessings of civilized life, we must organize and reorganize society upon a mutual and cooperative basis. I never so clearly comprehended as now the great struggle between the powers of greed and exploitation on the one hand and upon the other, the rising hosts of industrial freedom and social justice. I can see the dawn of the better day for humanity. The people are awakening. In due time, they will and must come to their own.
11: The problems Debs addressed in the early part of the 20th century have not been overcome there is still a permanent underclass. One of the people who reminds us of this is Cesar Chavez, who organized migrant workers into the United Farm Workers Union and led a successful boycott against the powerful grape growers in California.
1: I'm not very different from anyone else who has ever tried to accomplish something with his life. My motivation comes from watching what my mother and father went through when I was growing up, from what we experienced as migrant farm workers in California. It grew from anger and rage, emotions I felt 40 years ago when people of my color were denied the right to see a movie or eat at a restaurant in many parts of California. It grew from the frustration and humiliation I felt as a boy who couldn't understand how the growers could abuse and exploit farm workers when there were so many of us and so few of them. I began to realize what other minority people had discovered, that the only answer, the only hope, was in organizing. Like the other immigrant groups, the day will come when we win the economic and political rewards which are in keeping with our numbers in society. The day will come when the politicians do the right thing by our people out of political necessity and not out of charity or idealism. That day may not come this year, that day may not come during this decade, but it will come.
11: In the early days of the AIDS crisis, those who called for an urgent response to the epidemic faced attacks and vilification but some, such as Vito Russo, refused to be silenced.
5: Okay, that's the uh, section on socialism. They're just beginning for the uh, talk about the gay rights movement. And we'll get on to that next week. This is The B, and I am... Broadcasting to you from Mutiny Radio at 2781 21st Street. Please come on down to Mutiny and find your voice. We've got graphic arts, we've got comedy, and we've got a radio station, we've got monthly installations of the work of uh, artists from around the community, we've got drama. Come on down. Check it out. Bring your creativity and find your voice. In the meantime, this is Labor and Love Radio. We're right up about 11 o'clock now. Let's play here. Them crazy bald heads by Bob Marley.
14: Cheers. our love, telling us off your guard above, we're gonna chase those crazy, chase those crazy bumpettes, chase those crazy
15: Talking to you about one of our most deadly killers in the country today. I had a dream the other night, and I was sitting in my living room. I dozed off to sleep, so I started dreaming. I dreamed I walked in a place and I saw a real strange, weird object standing up talking to the people, and I found out it was heroin, that deadly drug that goes in your vein. He said. I came to this country without a passport. Ever since then, I've been hunted and sought. My little white grains are nothing but waste, soft and deadly and bitter to taste. But I'm a world of power, and all know it's true. Use me once, and you'll know it too. I can make a mere schoolboy forget his books. I can make a world-famous beauty neglect her looks. I can make a good man forsake his wife, send a greedy man to prison for the rest of his life. I can make a man forsake his country and flag, make a girl sell her body for a $5 bag. Some think my adventure's a joy and a thriller, but I'll put a gun in your hand and make you kill. killer. And sell a fan bags, I found my way to heads of state, to children at play. I finance in China, ran in Japan. I'm respected in Turkey. And I'm legal in Siam I take my addicts and make them steal, borrow, beg. Then they search for a vein and the arm or the leg. So be you Italian, Jewish, black, or mex, I can make the most virile of men forget their sex. So now, so now, my man, you must you know, do your best to keep up your habit until your arrest Now the police have taken you From under my wing Do you think they dare defy me I who am king Now You must lie in that county jail Where I can't get to you By visit or mail So squint With this comfort Wiggle and cough Six days of madness yeah. And you might throw me off Bust me a name, defy me in speech, but you'd pick me up right now if I were in your reach. All through your center, you become resolved to your fate. Fear not, young man or woman, I'll be waiting at the gate, and don't be afraid, don't run. I'll not chase. Sure, my name is Helwin, and you'll be back for taste. Behold, you're hooked. Your foot is in the stirrup, and make haste. Out the steed and ride him well. For the white horse of heroin will ride you to hell. To hell. Will ride you to hell until you are dead. Dead, brother. Dead. This is a revolution mind get your mind together and get away from drugs that's in my living room. just doze off to sleep, so I started dreaming. I dream I walked in a place and I saw a real strange, weird object standing up talking to the people. And I found out it was Aaron.
5: To play uh, Green Days American Idiot. Not having any luck. We'll have to see if we can get it. There we go. Okay, American Idiot by Green Okay, that was Green Day. I want to read some of the um lyrics to that song. Don't want to be an American idiot, one nation controlled by the media, information age of hysteria. It's calling out idiot America. And this was at the time of the Iraq War. I mean, Maybe you you people, younger listeners, don't realize that uh, this was a time of great opposition. There were groups opposing this war um, and criticizing the Congress people who didn't even read the Patriot Act before they passed it. Bad time. That, so yeah, Green Day with American Idiot, and before that, King Heroin, we might as well call it King Opioid by James Brown. <clears throat> Beautiful kind of poetic rendition of, of this character, this vicious evil character, sort of quiet and gentlemanly uh, killing people and conquering their wills. And before that, we had Bob Marley. We're going to knock those crazy bald heads out of town. Might have been better if you had. Might have been better if you had if we'd have driven the bald heads out. Maybe they would come back under different circumstances and not just take whatever they saw that they wanted, including people, including environments, physical environments, including people's lives. Fifty years after Stonewall, LGBTQ workers seek equality. This is on the Labor Notes website. This summer marked the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall uprising, where police raids on a New York bar led to six days of protests and clashes, sparking the modern lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender movement. 9% of the LGBT people in the United States are underemployed compared to 5% of the entire population. So you might expect unions and LGBT organizations to be spending lots of time and resources supporting workers Fighting for fair access to good jobs. But on the contrary, says the new LGBTQ Workers Center, mainstream queer and trans rights organizations are not attentive to social justice issues, and the labor movement is frequently out of touch with LGBTQ workers. Latest uh, Walmart NLRB decision. Employers are jubilant and unions are distressed only over a recent decision by the Trump NLRB that addresses intermittent or hit and run strikes. Both reactions are largely off the mark. The case grew out of the multi-year OUR Walmart campaign which included a small number of one-day and multi-day work walkouts. The labor board found that Walmart was within its rights to fire strikers because the walkouts were part of a plan to strike, return to work, and strike again repeatedly. In other words, the workers knew when they were going back that if if, uh, they didn't reach a an agreement, they would go out and strike again. But contrary to some accounts, the Walmart decision does not ban unions from carrying out multiple walkouts. As long as there are no statements, admissions, records, or other evidence that would tie the strikes together as part of an organized walkout, and the union carefully safeguards the separate identities of the walkouts, Workers should have the legal protection should have legal protection against employer retaliation. Okay, so as long as you don't say that it's part of a campaign. <laughs> oh my god. Let's listen to MTV. Let's see about this one, Five Mistakes Artists Make.
16: I've been making YouTube videos for uh, almost nine or nine years. I've had viral videos like Shit White Girls, Say to Black Girls. I now host MTV's Decoded. But before all of that, I actually got my start working as a graphic designer. I worked for all different types of brands. I did design for Ann Taylor and Maybelline and L'Oreal, the City of Miami Beach, Chamber of Commerce. With all of that, I've made a bunch of mistakes, and I've learned a lot of things too. So here are five mistakes that artists make and most of these are things that I have made myself and there is a truck Hey, I'm making a video thank you number one work for free when you make the decision to be an artist no matter what kind of artist that is there are going to always be people who want to take advantage of your talent and that sometimes includes friends and family and if you want to make a commitment to making your art your career you have to say no you cannot work for free you're investing your time and your art into something your work has value so do not work for free you're gonna get a lot of people who say oh you're gonna get a lot of it exposure 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 does not pay bills so don't work for free and when it comes to getting paid for your work you always want to make sure that you ask for at least half of your payment up front this is really important because what if that person goes out of business and suddenly they can't pay you for all the work that you just did or they're just an asshole and they decide that they don't want to pay you at least you got half of it up front number two Work without a contract. I don't know how to write a contract. You have to have something in writing. So send them an email and say, I am doing X Y and Z for you and you are going to pay me on this date and it is going to be this much and we are going to have check-ins on this date this date and this date, whatever it is that is going to make sure that the relationship is clear and that the payment schedule is clear that's a really big one um, but if you are you know an artist in the traditional sense like a graphic designer or um, an illustrator or something like that I do have a recommendation for contracts this awesome book the graphic Artist guild pricing and ethical guidelines it comes out every year and basically it has the um, average pricings for lots of different things like Creating a letterhead or a logo or stationery and then the thing that's really really cool is it has sample Contracts like this is a sample purchase order and it explains to you when you would need that so this is a really great gift for the artist in your life to make sure that they don't get screwed always make sure that you have something in writing so that you can get paid number three don't have some sort of online presence now you know i was not going to make a video without giving some love to social media social media has been a huge part of my career and these days you can reach so many people for little to no money With YouTube you can actually make money off of your content so if you are an artist or a brand or a small business you definitely need to have some sort of online presence now there are so many social media websites out there and it can be very overwhelming but I would say your best bets are Twitter and Facebook those are the ones hands down that you should at least be on. The number one is you really should have your own website. My own website? That's expensive. I don't know HTML. You don't need to know any of those things. The cheapest way to do it is to go buy yourself a domain. You can buy one for 5 or $10, get your name or the name of your business, buy a domain that um, really represents you and what you do, and then get a Tumblr for free and then point that domain main address your Tumblr. And you can use your Tumblr not as a blog, but almost like a portfolio site. So you can upload some pictures of your work or your writing samples or videos or your photography or whatever it is. You want to have some sort of presence so that when you meet potential clients, or you put it on your business card or in your email signature. Listen, I have tips for days. <laughs> but you want to have that website readily available so that people can find you. Number four. Don't watermark or sign your work now this is one that I have learned the hard way as you can see I have my Twitter handle in the bottom of almost all of my videos these days and that's because I have had too many videos stolen and re-uploaded either to Facebook or to people's own sites and that is stealing that loses money for me and it is so frustrating when a GIF goes viral with one of my videos and it doesn't have my name on it no one knows who I am so we're seeing a lot of this these days where people are stealing people's artwork and reposting on Twitter or Tumblr or Facebook all for you know the likes the rebinds, whatever and the original artist ends up getting screwed so do not let that happen to you you want to make sure that your name or your Twitter handle or your website is somewhere on your work the bottom corner is a good place but there are people that are shady and will crop your Twitter handle out if you are a visual artist my best advice is to put your signature somewhere that's visible you know you might want to hide it like in here or something like that that's gonna make it look ugly honestly it's not that big of a deal it's worth making your work ugly so that you can be credited and that someone else does not make money or build a brand or a presence off of your work you want to maybe like adjust the opacity a little bit so it's kind of translucent and at the end of the day your work will speak for itself but you definitely want your name to speak even louder number five and this is the biggest most important one is I see artists talking down to themselves or discrediting their work I see it all the time when I meet people and I say what do you do for a living and they say sometimes I make stuff and like it's not really that good you need to stop that right now. You have to be your biggest cheerleader. Otherwise, how are you gonna get opportunities? Someone has to advocate for you, so it should be you. Now, you don't wanna be cocky and brag all the time, but the least you can do is take pride in your work and say yes. I am a singer and I'm currently working on my first EP or I'm a cartoonist and my website is blah 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 or whatever it is you cannot talk down to yourself and expect to become successful it's just it's just not gonna work I get it I'm self-deprecating from time to time but I think people don't realize that when they talk negatively about themselves and their work, it starts to take a toll on you and it becomes like a self fulfilling prophecy. You start saying your work's not very good and no one's gonna like it, you're never gonna get anywhere. Yeah, guess what? that's going to start to happen because you have, you know, manifested that for yourself. So those are the five biggest mistakes that I see artists make, and I know there are tons more. So if you are an artist or an aspiring artist, tell me in the comments below what are some mistakes that you've made or you've seen other people make, um, and some of your advice for other young aspiring artists. I'm going to be hanging out in the comments. I hope that you will too, because I'm sure there will be a lot for all of us to learn and share. Okay, I just want to make sure that my voice is going to be part of this video because that would be really nice. You can find me all over the internet. As you know, I love Snapchat. All of my links to my social media are in the video description box. Please follow me and don't forget to subscribe and I will see you when I see you.
5: Okay, that's Francesca Ramsey talking to you artists out there. What you should be doing look for our other Francesca on the labor beat. Let's see here. If the economy is great,
17: why aren't we? That's what my parents tell me over the phone while I'm driving from my day job to my night job. I'm Francesca Fiorentini, and in this episode of Newsbroke, we're looking at the difference between the economy doing well and how people are doing in it. A difference as stark as the Instagram me versus the real me. You don't even want to know. We're digging into the useless measurements that define our trickle-down economy, and then looking at another way to gauge a healthy society. Can you guess which country is doing the best? Sure, he could be a Manchurian candidate who inspires white supremacists, but Trump has got the economy down. The Trump economy is the envy of the world.
0: The Trump economy keeps
17: winning. It's the most successful economy in modern history.
0: The miracle of the Trump economy. Now in the Trump economy, everybody wins.
17: A miracle? Everybody wins? When the economy sounds like a Ponzi scheme, you can bet it probably is. All I need is $15,000 from you up front, and in 10 years, you'll be delivering for Grubhub. Statistically, the economy is doing well since Trump has taken office. The country's GDP has grown every quarter at an average of 2.6%. Unemployment is at a near 50-year low, and the stock market gained by 31%. And yet, sometimes it feels like the real reason we hear so much about the economy is because it's the only part of the Trump administration that isn't an unmitigated train wreck. It's like if the waiters at Applebee's bragged about the one dish they brought you that doesn't have pubes in it. Those tots are solid. (laughs) The problem lies in how we talk about the economy. Like earlier, I told you the economy was doing well by citing GDP, unemployment, and the stock market. And maybe your eyes kind of just glazed over a bit and you generally accepted what I was saying was probably pretty good, like anything Pete Buttigieg says. But few of us understand what those things actually mean. Because when you start to look into the measurements of a so-called good economy, you learn how incredibly disconnected they are from our everyday lives. and well. Being. Let's start with the wonkiest one that gets thrown around a lot Gross Domestic Product, or GDP. GDP is a stat that is so dry and boring that high school economics students are finding any way possible to spice it up.
18: GDP, 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 GDP.
17: Okay, we all did bad parody songs in high school, but as a Beatles fan, those last ones hurt. That's like if instead of dropping acid and writing Sgt. Pepper's, they developed an app. GDP is what most pundits refer to when they say blanket things, like the economy is growing. It calculates the final value of goods and services that a country produces. But there are a bunch of problems with that calculation. First, it factors in negative value, like buying things for bad reasons. Let's say you were in a 500-year flood and had to swim to the Home Depot to buy bamboo and zip ties for a makeshift raft. The GDP could actually go up. The GDP also doesn't show the distribution of proceeds earned from goods and services, whether there's any equity between people in a country. Using higher GDP to say all people are doing better is like if LeBron James entered your home and increased the gross domestic height. So I congratulated you for getting taller. By the way, LeBron, you're invited to my home whenever you like. That makes sense right now, because while GDP in the U.S. might be up, so is inequality. I know you're used to hearing it come out of this guy's mouth, but it bears repeating. Right now, the top 10% of Americans has about nine times as much income as the bottom 90%. That's insane. So yes, while GDP might show there's more wealth being made...
3: Almost all of the wealth and much of the income is going to the top 1%. I
17: had to let the guy do his thing. GDP as a statistic is so detached from reality that even economists at the World Economic Forum in Davos, which is basically spring break for the 1%, called it a poor way of assessing the health of our economies that needs to be replaced. That's the equivalent of a pig in shit going, hey, this is shit, huh? Then there's unemployment, which as of August is at 3.7%.
7: I mean, unemployment is at record lows.
17: I don't think that that tells the whole story. When you can't
0: provide for your kids, working a full-time job, working two full-time jobs, when you can't have health care, that is not dignified.
17: Ooh, telling the blue-eyed silver fox of television news that something isn't dignified is the way to get to Anderson Cooper. That and telling him that he's a knockoff Travago guy. But AOC is right. Unemployment, which, fun fact, is actually going up in states that voted for Trump, is a figure that doesn't factor in a bunch of things, like the number of people who are underemployed, which an IMF study shows is going up around the world. There are about 4.4 million underemployed Americans left out of the unemployment numbers, which is more underemployed people than before the Great Recession. These are people working part-time jobs because your manager at Pier 1 Imports would rather hire someone else than give either of you full-time work and benefits. Meanwhile he keeps telling you well we'll just see how you do with the pillow pyramid. Unemployment numbers are also problematic because they only count the people who are actively seeking work. One study found that despite low unemployment there's a quote perverse underlying trend of people dropping out of the workforce altogether by simply giving up. Unemployment is like counting single people by those who are actively dating. What about those who've just given up and want to stay home and binge Big Little Lies not live it. And of course, none of this has to do with whether Americans are making enough to make ends meet. In 2017, 40% of all Americans had trouble affording basic necessities like food, healthcare, or housing. That's partly why so many people have more than one job. But that's not factored into any conversation about the economy either. How many times have you been in a lift and heard, I only drive from 4 a.m. to 10 and uh, then I head to the call center and I DJ at night. Yeah, yeah. Sleep? No, I'll sleep when I'm dead, which hopefully won't happen while you're still in the car. (laughs) Gum? And finally, there's the stock market, which has also been doing fairly well under Trump. And yet, only the richest 10% of Americans own about 90% of all stock. And so few of us understand how it even works. Let's hear one hedge fund manager explain it using a dog walking analogy.
7: You got a guy, he's got a leash, there's a dog on the other end of it they're walking in the same direction. If you observe the way the man crosses the park, his stride, it's fairly straightforward. The man walking the dog is the economy. Then when you think about what the dog is doing, the dog is running around like a lunatic. It darts to the left, it darts to the right, it strains on the leash. That's the stock market.
17: Train your dog, bruh. That analogy makes some sense. If you think about how every time the stock market takes a we're all forced to clean it up while it humps our leg. Let me offer a more accurate analogy. The stock market is essentially a confusing casino game played by just a few people speculating on everyone else's money, which means most Americans are that kid helplessly watching our father gamble away our college fund at Caesars Palace. Sure I'll blow on your dice, Pops! Come on! Daddy needs a new... Daddy. Okay, so if it's not GDP, or unemployment figures, or the stock market, how do we know how we're doing economically? Well, we could look at prices. How rent has skyrocketed, healthcare expenses are gouging our incomes, college tuition has doubled since the 1980s, or just look at wages. They haven't gone up in 40 years. And when they have, they've benefited the highest earners. So much so that now the average CEO makes 361 times more than their average employee. To be fair, That's the average CEO. Don't forget about the up and coming CEOs who only make a hundred times more than their average employee. The struggle is real. How about using new metrics altogether? Take New Zealand. Their prime minister just introduced a so-called well-being budget, which uses 61 different indicators like loneliness to track how their country is doing in order to boost mental health, reduce poverty, and reduce carbon emissions. Also, everyone gets a sheep. I made that up, but probably. Or what about the Happy Planet Index, developed by one statistician that calculates a country's well-being using a variety of global data? Where does the U.S. rank? Number one, 108th. What country has held the number one spot?
2: Costa Rica. Their government is one of the first to commit to be carbon neutral by 2021. They abolished the army in 1949, and they invested in social programs, health and education. They have one of the highest literacy rates in Latin America and in the world. And they have that Latin vibe, don't they?
17: Okay, a little fetishization there, but not wrong. Maybe that's what Trump's anti-immigrant stances are really about. They're bringing drugs, they're rapists, and they've got that Latin vibe that says, I'm just gonna throw together some arepas on a Friday night and invite my neighbors over whose names I all know. And at some point, someone will break out a guitar and everyone will know how to dance the Macarena. Not in my America. But damn, Costa Rica? So you're saying all we have to do to do well is dismantle the military, fund education, healthcare, and green energy? (laughs) We got that. It's time to get rid of these measurements that only work for rich people and stop clinging on to trickle-down economics which clearly don't work. We need new parameters to gauge the well-being of our country, if for no other reason than to save the Beatles from being butchered. Eight days a week is not enough to pay my rent. Help, I need some money. Help, not my parents' money. Whisper words of surplus, GDP. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks so much for watching News Broke. We got a little silly. Hopefully you learned something. (laughs) Ah, look at all the jobless people. Follow us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube. Let me know in the comments below uh, what you think a good measurement for a healthy economy should be. And next week we are talking about climate change and capitalism. We will see you next week.
5: That was News Broke with Francesca Fiorentini. We have two Francescas on this show. Telling like it is. Can't let August pass by without honoring Fidel Castro Ruiz, the leader of the Cuban Revolution and president of Cuba for 50 years or so. What happened in Cuba when Castro was leading? Eliminated literacy in a year. That was kind of a textbook campaign of young urban people going out into the countryside and teaching, teaching people to read and write. Reduced infant mortality from 42% to 0%. Guaranteed one doctor for every 130 inhabitants. The largest index of doctors per head in the world. Created the largest school of medicine in the world with 25,000 doctors graduated from 84 nations, sent over 30,000 doctors to cooperate in more than 68 countries with 600,000 missions, managed the only state in Latin America without child malnutrition, the only country in Latin America without drugs, a major drug problem, Achieve free education for 100% of the population. No child sleeps in the street. Turn an orphan child into Latin America's first astronaut. Only in the country and the world that meets ecological sustainability, 80 years life expectancy. The US, I believe, is 74. Vaccines against cancer eliminated the transmission of AIDS from the mother to the infant. The most Olympic medals of any Latin American country. How about that? 600 attacks on his life and 11 as the U.S. presidents were trying to overthrow him. Kennedy's. 50 years of exclusion and economic war. He didn't reach 90 years, but has a place in world history. Fidel Castro, which the US and the Europeans call a dictator, while they themselves have not accomplished anything like his accomplishments. Fidel Castro. Okay. Kendrick Lamar. Let's play that one. All Right by Kendrick Lamar.
18: I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same. Abusing my power full of resentment. Resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. Ah! Lucifer was all around me. So I kept running. Until I found my safe haven. I was trying to convince myself the stripes I got. Making myself realize what my foundation was.
8: And I run
18: While my loved ones was fighting a continuous war back in the city, I was entering a new one. A war that was based on apartheid and discrimination.
19: Hey, on my mama, nigga.
18: R.I.P. Pat dog.
19: I'ma be the greatest that ever do this shit. Do this shit. Do this. Oh, my like. oh, my mama, don't like, on a dead homies. Hey, Sadway, turn this shit up, nigga. Turn this shit up. Sadway, turn this shit up, nigga. Tell me who the bitch, nigga, hating on me. Jumpin' on my dick, but this dick ain't free. flip a Butterfly, another classic CD. Get a lullaby for everyone they emcee. Nigga not RIP, my diligence is only meant to write your eulogy. Arse my life, I has to fight, nigga. Arse my life, I. Hard times like, yeah. Bad trips like, yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie, you fucked up. But if God got us, then we gon' be alright. When I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut Bahamas, I'll be looking at you from the face down Why Mac 11 even boom with the face down? Skimming, and let me tell you about my life Painkillers only put me in a twilight Where pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight I tell my mama I love her, but this what I like Lord knows, 20 of them in my Chevy Tell them all to come and get me reaping everything I sow So my karma come in heaven, no preliminary hearing on so my record, I'm a motherfucking gangsta Silence for the record, uh Tell the world I know it's too late Boys and girls, I think I've gone great Trying to side my face, it's all day. will you please believe when I say, when you know we've been hurt, been down before, nigga. When our pride was low, looking at the world like, where do we go, nigga? And we hate po Paul when they kill us dead in the street for sure, nigga. I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright. All right. Fuck it, you can live at the mall I can see the evil, I can tell it I know it's illegal I don't think about it, I deposit Every other zero Thinking of my partner Put the candy, paint on on rico Digging in my pocket And a profit big enough to feed you Every day my logic Get another dollar Just to keep you in the presence Of your chico ah! I don't talk about it Be about it Every day I see cool. If I got it, then you know you got it Heaven, I can reach you Pet dog, pet dog, pet dog My dog, that's all i trap trapped it back for y'all I rap, a black on tracks, so rest assured My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God When you know we've been hurt, been down before Nigga, when our pride was low Looking at the world like, where do we go? Nigga, and we hate po Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure Nigga, I'm at the preacher's door My knees getting weak and my gun might blow But we gonna be alright
17: We're pretty
5: different. Kendrick Lamar with kind of the uh, theme song there of Black Lives Matter, song uh, repeated at rallies all over the country. Here's a band called Rise Against. So I want to thank Yaman for this one.
3: Pounding away.
5: That was Rise Against with uh, Re-education Through Labor. And this is the B. And it's uh, time to go. Uh, Let's go out with Willie Dixon, our favorite conscientious objector. And You can't make peace. This is the bee, and it's time to go. This is the bee reminding you. One person gets a dollar they didn't work for. Someone else worked for a dollar they didn't get. If you don't have a seat at the negotiating table where you work you're probably on the menu never but never let anyone into your heart who is not a friend of labor and when i say labor i mean you labor and love radio where the labor meets the road see you next week
11: we have been able to make Mita. anything M- we want to make again. and do anything Sabine. we want to do.
5: See you all soon, hasta pronto. My soulmate,
11: have created miracles.
5: This Willie Dixon, you can't
11: make peace. But it don't make sense when we can't make peace. You know, you made everything else, wise men, great men. From every nation in the world, all the countries in the world have all kinds of conventions and festivals.
4: A Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny radio.fm From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures.
9: So, so if you're in your car and you're listening to one radio station, Uni what you're radio station. is you're filtering all, all the others. They are 3d they are in, in all frequencies and you're them. So just listen to, to one specific text. Saturday, Saturday, two. Really? The sound quality, quality good and you understand the thing that's Playing. Playing. However, however, if your radio video is not fine too, too you might add two or two or or more space stations at the same time.
6: check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com. that's subliminal and experience subliminal sf
3: Black Black Plastic Mutiny Radio FM